Well, good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to a very special episode of Ongakadu. I'm your host, Ken. And with me, we have Luna. Hello, everyone. I say this is a very special episode because uh, we we didn't plan for this episode for the most part. <laughs> no, I'm just really excited about doing this. And there's a very special reason why we're doing this. So there's actually two reasons why we're doing this. Um, first is to talk about the lovely performance that uh, Kamiki did for Nakakan, was it? Yes, it was Nakakan. Okay, that took place this past weekend. Uh, so, Mar- yep, March fifteenth and sixteenth, so Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. So, with that, Luna, why don't you uh, kind of go into your experience? Explain to me the lovely trek that you took from where you live to where was it, Kansas? Yes, it was technically Kansas City. It was in Overland Park, Kansas, which is a suburb of KC. So I originally thought it was in Kansas City, Missouri, but you don't realize how close they are to each other. You just cross a little bitty river and you're in Kansas. Um, So it was about a three and a half hour to four hour drive for me, if you include my three stops there, which I drank way too much Starbucks to go. So you can imagine that. But it, it was a pretty fun drive. It was worth it. Or let's just say not a fun drive. It was boring. <laughs> But the concert was worth it. Um, the convention was also really great. I've never been to NakaCon. The whole reason I actually went was just to meet Ayakamiki. I've been a huge fan of her since, oh my gosh, it's been a long time probably since I heard her song Perio. Perio. I, Patio. I heard that years ago i loved it so much that i ended up buying pretty much almost all her albums at the time besides her indie ones that i've been still trying to get a hold of so to me this was very special and it wasn't super far for me to drive and i do enjoy conventions but it was really all for her this got me to say hey i'm getting my ticket for naka i'm driving up there i'm going to see her I brought some of my goods for her to sign. So due to Nakakan rules, we could only get one thing signed and a photo, or you could get two things signed. And I chose to get one thing signed and a photo, which you will see me post on Instagram soon, I promise. So it, I really like that Naka does that. You get to see a really great concert. And this was very special for her and for anyone in the U.S. who got to see her because this was her first live concert she's ever done overseas. Oh, wow, really? Yes, she's never done any other concert overseas. So this was her first concert anywhere outside Japan. This was a big deal. So that was the other reason. I'm like, I'm not missing this. And Kansas City, of all places, which is in the middle of the, you know, United States, who would have thought, you know, usually it's New York or L.A. So being somewhere that I can actually drive easily was great for me and she had a great turnout there there were a lot of fans who came from all over to see her who showed their support there was one i met became good friends with uh you probably if you're listening to this you know who you are we met in line and we were talking we also had talked on um, a japanese music group on facebook but he flew all the way from san francisco to see her and i was just i was just flabbergasted and i thought that was so awesome 
you know, to go that far to see a singer you really care about. And, you know, that was me driving that far. There was another gentleman in line who drove six hours to see her. And I got there early. I got there to the convention around 2. The concert didn't start till 8.30, so I just hung out for a while. She had a little fan good booth there. You could buy some goods. I I kind of scoured it at first thinking, I already have most of these. You know, I don't need to buy them now. I went back to that later, let's just say that, and, and purchased some more items. <laughs> but, um, so I'll go into the concert. So it, it was a two-hour concert. So this, she labeled her One Man Live, and it was literally two hours. It was amazing. And I wait, I got there an hour before the concert and sat down because I ran in there as soon as they let people in. I was right in the front center of the stage. <laughs> and yes, I was not missing that. My feet hurt horribly, you know, from walking all over. But I'm like, I'm standing up. I'm jumping around. I'm so excited. I, I've never been so excited to see someone before. And it, it just, she started out singing Petio. That was the opening song. And it was amazing. I mean, she did not disappoint the energy she had with the crowd. She got, you know, and the band members she brought out, which was amazing. She brought out Leda, who does, who's done some Visual K stuff. He's also worked with Baby Metal. He's a guitarist. He was phenomenal, you know. And, she, and then she brought out Taizol, who was on the bass. And then she brought out Mabo, who was on the drums. And they did such a great job working together just the stage presence of every member. And I mean, there are so many memorable songs she did. It, it's amazing because her set list, you know, starting out with Petio and she did Revolver, which I love Revolver. She did Misukake No I Love You. And as soon as that came on, you know, we all got into it with our hands up, we're swaying. They got this, everyone started getting their cell phones out, turning the lights on and swaying to it, which was amazing. Same with Natsuhiro Aruhi. We did the same thing, you know, with the ballad songs. It, it was great. She did 248 Mile, Black Swallowtail, Youthful Diary, which is another one of my favorite songs. I was singing along to that and had my arms in the air, you know, swaying to it. Um, she did I Wish in Your Dreams, which is another song I absolutely love. She did WBX satisfaction and my favorite song to this day is still are you happy now it used to be petio but it is are you happy now i absolutely love that song and when that song came on i did record it but my recording <laughs> i will post these later so everyone can see but i was jumping around i was literally up and down jumping and my camera went with me so it's a very bouncy camera so what you're saying is but, i shouldn't watch this video if i'm like drunk or anything like that yes <laughs> but i took videos a lot of my other favorite songs on there and it was just phenomenal i i stopped recording after a while just because i got so into that concert that i wanted to enjoy it but i had to record are you happy now and she ended it with secret code which i love that song as well and there was so much energy. She interacted with the crowd. She did have two MCs and had a lovely translator with her named Tomo, who did translation. Um, Aya, Aya-san did, you know, uh, speak English, you know, to the crowd, and, you know, and she, I think she sounded great. And that was just amazing. I cannot explain 
how happy I was to see this concert and witness it. It just, it was just so amazing. And I, I, I just, I'll, I can't wait to get the videos up and I'd like to do a little, you know, a little mini article on it. So after the concert, they did an autograph session, which I thought was really cool. And thanks to a good friend of mine, I was able to get an autograph ticket. I don't want to get this person in trouble or anything, but this person was super sweet and got me, was able to say, get me a ticket since I couldn't be there till later. And so I got that and I, I did get in line and I got her to sign the Aya Kamiki first live concert DVD. And I got her to sign an inside booklet, which in a way I regret because it's so slick, you can't really see the signature very well. But um, you can still see it, just not as well as I hoped. But that meant a lot to me for her to sign because it was the first live concert she did. This is her first live U.S. tour. So for me, I really wanted her to sign that. Mm. And so I got her and all the band members to sign it, which was awesome. And uh, they, they, were, they were all really nice and uh Leda commented when he saw the DVD, he looked at, he looked at Aya said, he's like, you are so young. Mm. <laughs> and I just, you can just see her <laughs> laugh and it was funny. And she's still young. She's gorgeous. And she is so, so sweet. She is like the nicest person. I got to hug her. I got to, she shook my hand. I got a photo with her. Um, I did use my Japanese a little bit, but I was really, really shy. And I wish if I could have talked to her more, but Naka does you know, limit it to about a minute with each, you know, person just because they got a line and got to make sure everyone gets the chance to meet her. Yeah. So, which I wish if I would have hung around later, but I was so tired and had a long, long drive back. Um, so I didn't get to hang out afterward or else. Uh, the nice thing is she hung out with a couple of the fans afterward and talked to them, um, which I thought was really sweet. And it, it was just such a great experience. The gentleman I met from San Francisco, he actually brought Ayasan's first single she did under the name Kurimu, and it was her single Breathe. And just seeing her reaction when, you know, she saw when she saw him bring that, I'm just like, even I was shocked to see that because it's a really, really, really hard single to find. Mm. <laughs> Very difficult. And I, I talked to him about that when he showed it to me. I'm like, that is so cool, you know. And seeing her reaction to that, you know, she was so surprised. Um, it. I wish if I could have stayed for Saturday's show because I heard that was just as amazing. It was only an hour long, but I just heard it was a fantastic time. And I, if anyone ever gets a chance to see her, if she comes back again, you know, to the States, which if you're listening to this, Ayasan or Momo, I, I really hope you come back, and just so you know, St. Louis does a lot of indie concerts and has a lot of venues here for rock concerts, so you guys should come here. The Ready Room's a really, really good place, or you could also go to Chicago because they got a lot of nice venues there, too, but we would love to have you back in the States. You were amazing. I would see you over and over. I have never been so happy to see a concert. Um, it, it was, I just cannot describe, you know, my happiness on that. And, and I really, it was just exciting. I ended up buying a towel because they had her tour towels there. And they also had a photo book uh, that was signed with a single in it. And I bought that too. 
And I also bought the final journey because I didn't have that. And I didn't have the limited edition version of individual motion. So I bought that too. <laughs> so it, it was great. I just, I can't describe enough how amazing it was. Yeah, I mean, being able to go and watch these kind of events is always just amazing. Always, always just amazing. And, you know, we wish that she could come back again just so that we could see more of her stuff. Because, like I said, you know, people from all over the U.S. came to watch this concert. And, you know, having the chance to perform and people all across the mainland there is an amazing thing. Oh, yeah, it, it really is. And there was a lot of people who didn't know who she wa was and went and just loved her. So I thought that was even more amazing. And she really, you know, I think she gained a lot of new fans. Mm. So that made me happy just seeing that and just her stage pres presence and everything. She, she seems like such a down-to-earth person. Like the short time I met her, she is just so, so sweet. And it, you know, it just made an impact on me. You know, meeting someone that I, I've loved her music for a long time and just even the other fans seeing the smiles on their faces of them finally getting to meet someone that they have, you know, loved her music for years as well. So I feel like it was a great experience and I, I, I would do it again, except I wish if I could I'd go back and try to do Saturday, too. I should have drove four hours back again. <laughs> <laughs> if I wasn't house and cat sitting, I would have. I would have taken that trek back. She was worth it. So. But yeah, I mean, it's... I, I'm so happy that you're able to go on this experience. And hopefully, you'll be able to join me on the next experience in a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I, I don't know. I'm pushing it. <laughs> but yeah, besides... So, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Besides that, let's move on to our next piece of business of why we're kind of here. You know, this this kind of news kind of broke within like the last 48 hours, I want to say. Yes, it did. And it went up fast. I mean, it was really shocking. I woke up really early, 5 a.m. And I saw, that was the first thing I saw. And I'm like, holy crap, what just happened? I was like in shock and it was too early for me to process. I'm like, well, I'll have to read about this when I'm on my lunch break at work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that is the news of Kana Nishino is uh, getting married. And yeah, it's it's very surprising. And, well, you know what? I'll take I'll, I take that back. It's not surprising. Yeah. Because when she went on hiatus, I told you. my first thoughts told you. were marriage or pregnancy. <laughs> I told you, It guys. was one of the two. <laughs> uh, I agreed with you on that just because I I just didn't think it was just going on hiatus. It was something more than yeah. I want to see the world. I was like, and I'm very, very happy for her. It's, but it's, it's interesting because, you know, she says that. And I was like, nah, she's trying to see the world with someone before it's too late so it's either she got married or is going to get married or she's knocked up and is going to get married within the next couple of months and sure enough only a month later after the release of her latest concert in Yokohama arena oh that concert's not out yet on blu-ray yeah. it already ended in japan but it comes to blu-ray april 24th yeah 
just a heads up. It's already sold out on Blu-ray. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but she announced that she got married on her blog, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it was to her former manager, which she's been dating for three years. And I forgot about that, to be honest, because it was such hush-hush. Mm. After she broke up with her dancer, which I don't remember how many years ago that was. So I don't blame her for keeping it really secret because, you know, some fans go a little crazy or, you know, but I'm happy for her and I don't blame her for wanting to go see the world with someone and settle down and enjoy their time together because, you know, being a singer and on the road all the time, you know, she wouldn't get to enjoy that. Well, first of all, I'm kind of mad. (laughs) <laughs> but then that tells me i should break into the music industry as a manager <laughs> but you know all kidding aside i'm super happy for her and you know i would wait for this news for the for our regular news segment but this is kind of big thing for her and the industry in general because not only did sony lose their biggest breadwinner she ended up getting married so and that Unfortunately, that kind of hits some things. Yeah, and the thing is, is there's a chance that she could go on hiatus for maybe a year, or she could go there longer. She could take a couple-year hiatus. You know, look at Utada, who's taking, you know, the four-year hiatuses. Kana Yan could do the same thing. I mean, who knows? She could do what Otsukai did, take a small hiatus and come back. She could take a longer one. We don't know. It's kind of a big question, and I'm sure Sony would welcome her back with open arms just because she's still one of their biggest singers, and since she resonates with both males and females, I don't think she'd have a problem with her still selling and her popularity, Yeah, you know? I think she'd still do very well when she comes back. So, I want to bring this up to you now, because we, we had this conversation earlier in the year, well, well, Later, later last year. Who do you think is going to take that number one spot now? Oh, you mean for for female solo uh, solo female artists? I mean, right now there's actually a poll on Yahoo Japan, and it's between Ayumi Hamazaki and Namie Amado. Even though Amado Namie is still retired, sorry, I keep switching because I'm so used to saying Amado Namie. Mm. Even though she's retired. She's kicking butt. Her and Ayu have been neck and neck. Yeah. And the shocking thing is, is Kodakumi was not on there. Kananishino came in at 3%, while Ayu and Namie were 40-something percent. <laughs> I mean... They were literally t- almost it's, tied at It's understandable. It's been flip-flopping. It's understandable because those two had such a big pull in the music industry. But mm-hmm. besides... Besides Amaral... And I mean, I mean, I don't know. Should we rule out IU because she's still uh, going? I was gonna say we don't know how for long. We don't know how for long. I mean, IU would be the top of that list, but you know, give or take two more years. I, I don't want to put a exclamation point on that, but you know, just to say, like, unfortunately, uh, she's gonna yeah. she's gonna go deaf, and I think one. Yeah she does fully i think that's pretty much it right i don't know i she said she was gonna keep keep trying even if she did she stated she was gonna keep trying so we'll see what happens um i mean if we had to rule out those three 
I would say Kodakumi, but the thing is, is I'm trying to think of who else who's a solo female artist who does well. I'm Young is a contender, Ed, but she's still young yeah. and still making her career. But she's been jumping up into charts, but she still doesn't have the pull mm. uh, yet because she's still so fresh in the industry. Yeah, and I think we can judge that once two years pass. Yeah. And I think I mean it's 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 still this is her second album. Yeah, this is her second it's, album it's, and it's been doing super, super well. But I still say give it a couple more years. I mean Miwa is another contender who always does very, very well. Yeah. Always charts very well. I mean I could see her. I feel like she doesn't quite have the pull like Kanayan and IU and Koda do, but I feel like theirs is also due to their style of music and their ever changing style of it as they they develop over years. Well, I love Miwa, but a lot of her music stays the same. It develops, but it still stays the same type of genre. While I feel like those other artists have gone with so many over time and switched it up. So it's it's really hard to say on who would be that number one. I mean, there's Nakashima Mika, who still sells very well. Who still sells very but I feel well, like yeah, but... She, she doesn't release as much as she used to, you know, plus she's also a model and an actress as well. So I feel like she has other obligations. I would think if this was seven, five, seven years ago, she would probably be on that list just a little bit more. It's just hard to say since a lot of things have revolved lately around idol groups for female solo artists. I feel like there aren't that many who immediately top the charts who are not veterans and who've been up there for a long time. Yeah. That's just what I think. So I, who do you think, Ken, would take over for Kanayan? Well, if we were to rule the three major players um, and remove Kotakumi from the board as well, Aimeon is probably one of those tops. Dalko is also one of those. Granted, it's a very niche player there. Mm-hmm. You also have Meiji, you also have Benny, but... They're only. I don't see. Yeah, because they. Major only does cover yeah, albums. This, no offense. Yeah, specifically because they've been doing only cover albums as of late. Benny's. Benny's. Benny's newest Benny's album. Studio. She released a new album, but. Yeah, cinematic. Yeah. But I don't think it. Charted. Yeah, I don't think it charted as well. I'm. I'm and it's reckon. really good, but it it's a very different style than her usual music. It's very R and B influenced. Uh, if this was a couple years ago, I would put Juju on top of that list also, but mostly because she's been kind of taking back. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to say. I think it's a wait and see who, you know, who can come up. And like Old Sky, she released a best album, but she's also a veteran who, you know, was, who has kids. And, you know, I can't, you kind of rule her out because, you know, yeah. it's, it's just a very difficult thing yeah i mean you have to be kind of active in the industry a little bit more and that's why we kind of ruled out utada also let let's let's kind of wait and see because who knows she could take another break after Mm -hmm. this year because kingdom hearts is done once kingdom once once kingdom hearts is done i don't think she's gonna have the obligation to make a new song (laughs) yeah and she also has a child you know yeah she she has kids so that also makes it a little more difficult for her. I mean, Kodokumi's pretty active in the music industry. She doesn't release singles as much, but she has this new Blu-ray coming out. She releases an album a year, but it's still not as active as 
like Aimeon who releases, you know, a couple singles, or Kanayan released a lot of singles, but not as many artists, veteran artists do that. Yeah, because so they, they I, rely on their name at this point. Mm-hmm. So I feel like at this point it's a wait and see who starts charting. You know, that we're going to have to just pay attention to the Oricon and see who kind of jumps up into this field and is going to take that spot. I mean, Aimeon has a new single out in April. I can see Miwa starting to release some new material. Um, so it's it's going to be very interesting in this next year to see how this affects the solo artists in the music industry. Yeah, it would be. And I'm excited to kind of see that wait. Because you got three major contenders. You got Miwa, you got Daoko, you got Aimeo. Who are most likely going to be the future of the industry. As of right now. For the next five to six years. So it will be very interesting. On what's going to happen with that. It will. So I'm very curious. Too bad. I wish if Kamiki Aya would, would kind of jump in there. And take that spot. You know. and But... I know she works. She's been working on a lot of side projects, and she's been with uh, doing a lot of group projects. So, yeah, the thing with her, like I said, it's another thing. She because she was a fairly popular name back in the back in the mid aughts. So, like I said, if this was like seven years ago, give or take, same as yep. Nakashima Mika, this mm-hmm. would probably have been a different topic altogether. Because. I would have thought that Nakashima Miko would have been on that chart. But because she's been kind of just taking up a side of her modeling stuff. And she did get married during that time. So That's very true. So, I mean, it's a wait and see. But it's, uh, hey, it's less money I have to spend. But <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Because... Kind of Nishino is one of those artists that I bought every single dang thing she's released. So I bought every freaking single, minus her first two, which I cannot get a hold of. And I have every Blu-ray and DVD release of her. So you can imagine the money I put into that. Um, that takes a lot off my plate, but then there's other new singers I end up liking. So then there goes my money again. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. So it'll be interesting. It, it will be. And I... I am looking forward to the next year or two because we'll we'll see of how the industry might change because who knows, idols might take a little bit of a decline again because of all the lovely stuff with AKB. And granted, Nogizaka and Kiyakizaka might take that role, Mm -hmm. but... And I have a feeling, you know, if if the Me Too movement does start sweeping Asia... That also might hurt the idol industry quite greatly. Yeah, yeah. And and the only reason I say that is what's going on in Korea. So I'm kind of, you know, you're kind of, we're kind of wondering and we'll, we'll probably get into it later on. But, well, I, it's just I, the idol industry isn't doing as well as it used to. So we might see more of those become solo artists and they might end up doing very well too so yeah and like i said it it could be interesting because you got like sasha Arino cuz she probably is going to do a solo career cuz like literally the entire a single for the akb song that's we're going to be talking about for this week was literally sashihara's solo act <laughs> pretty much cuz mm-hmm. all the other songs on that on that single was solo songs 
So, well, well, we can see. And we have other people that are going into solo acts, like with the couple of Momoito uh, Clovers. I believe the the one that just graduated, the green member, she's also doing a solo act. Rini, the purple member from Momoito, is also starting to do a solo career. She didn't graduate yet, but because of the announcement of that, everyone thinks she is. So... It's, and I would yeah. actually, you know, there, there's a lot of ones we'd like to see up and coming. You know, we might have one come out of nowhere and just start taking it by storm, too. So. Yeah. And it'd be interesting because, like, I would want to see, like, Eerie take it also. But she has a very distinctive sound that most people mm -hmm. in the public might not appreciate, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Her EP did really, really well this past week, though. But I was very happy to. That's good to hear. I was very happy to talk about that. But, yeah, I mean, the future is very exciting for the music industry in Japan, and I can't wait to talk more about it. Honestly, something I really want to do. Same with me. Yeah. I'm very, very excited about getting more into this. So it'll be an interesting year. Yeah, with the, with the. The first three months being full of scandals and controversies and very exciting news. I can't wait for the rest of 2019 to be just as exciting, so to speak. <laughs> yes, yes, it will It will sure be. But yeah, with that, you know, like I said, I just wanted to do a small, small 0.5 episode. I don't know what we're going to call these. I don't even know if it's gonna go up on the special segmental. Special segmental. I don't know. <laughs> I I honestly don't know if we're going to um, publish this within the the regular stream. We might actually put it on the site itself or on YouTube directly. I'm not too sure. I have to talk to Gray about that. Uh, but yeah. But I want to say thank you to everyone who is tuning into this. And let us know what you think of the special segment, the special segments. So this is something we've kind of wanted to try out. So I feel like this is our first jab at it. Yeah. And like I said, it's it's good to talk about this in the context of, you know, not being limited to just all three of us. Because, unfortunately, all three of us don't listen to the same thing. So it's kind of hard to bounce off of that if one or both members are not a fan of the the genre that we listen to so and i figured that you know just to have this is kind of interesting nonetheless mm -hmm. yes and it's something good to get out there and bring something up something a little for everyone so I think that's all we have yeah, for you Yeah, that guys is all today, we have as of right now for the rest we can too. say for the show we have a couple more things to be we want to talk about but mm -hmm. you can find us on twitter and instagram at ongakadu you can find the site at ongakadu.cam and also if you guys notice on the site there's a little thing called kofi and it's a thing that helps me stay awake for the most part because uh, it buys me a cup of coffee to keep the site running and uh, we appreciate all the support that you guys give us this is a uh, we do this out of the love of our hearts for the industry, but unfortunately, website management is kind of a lot. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to donate, yes, go right ahead. If not, yeah. don't worry about it. I'm not gonna take offense of it. It's a free service for everyone. That's why. But yeah, you can find me at otyken one. You can find Gray at Ongaku Gray. And where can we find you, Luna? 
You can find me on Twitter at LunaMarie87, or you can find me on Instagram at NerdyCollectorLuna, which has a lot of all my Blu-rays, CDs, and other goodies. So, But yeah, I want to thank you very much for joining us on this little .5 special episode of Ungakadu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. I want to say arigato gozaimashita to all the fans in Japan, and thank you very much to all the fans in the U.S., and a special thank you to Kamika Ayasan, along with Reda, Mabo, and Taizo. You guys were fantastic at Naka, and I hope you come back soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening to tonight's episode. Have a wonderful rest of your week. This is Luna signing off.